And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone say, all filled. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. And hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's Holy Ghost time. It's Holy Ghost time. Look at your other neighbor and tell them it's Holy Ghost time. If you don't know what it is, you're about to find out. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing and for your power. I thank you in advance for the downpour of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for what you're going to do in this place today. Can someone clap your hands to the Lord Jesus one more time and get ready for God to do something powerful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. In the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find 37 specific miracles that Jesus did for individuals. You will also find several cases where the Bible said he would heal all of them, or he would, he would feed the whole multitude, or in other words, thousands of people were healed or miraculously touched. And in fact, one of the writers said that if, if you took all the things that Jesus did and tried to write them down, the books in the entire world could not fill or could not handle all the things that he did. What could be better than being there with Jesus? I ask you, what could have been better than standing there uh, as he raised Lazarus from the dead, watching a man who had been dead four days walk out of a tomb? What could have been better than to be there with Jesus as he did a miracle that no one in the room or in the building or the atmosphere could even think about doing? What could have been better than seeing blinded Bartimaeus' eyes pop wide open and being there with Jesus when this miracle took place? What could have been better than being there with Jesus when he stopped a storm by walking on water and saying, peace be still? What could have been better to see 5,000 people as you were there with Jesus and he all of them with five loaves and two fish. What could have been better than seeing a woman who had an issue of blood 12 years and you're there with Jesus in a crowd and every doctor cannot find the answer but she touches the hem of his garment and because you were there with him you got to see the miracle that no man could perform. There would be nothing greater than being with Jesus. I'm sorry if you were living in that day nothing could have been better. Don't tell me you would rather have been in the Roman army. Don't tell me you'd rather had a political position of power. Don't tell me you'd rather have been a king because when you are with the king of kings and the lord of lords, there's no more exciting atmosphere to be in. When the healer walks in the building and the deliverer steps in the room and there's nothing more great to see than to see Jesus near you. Nothing could be better 
in my mind than being with Him. But the Bible said He told His disciples, I'm going to go away from you and it is expedient or it is better for you that I go away from you. What could be better than being with Jesus? It makes no sense to me when you read your Bible and you see all the miracles that He did, that He would tell them, it's better that I'm not with you. What could be better than having Jesus with you? There's really nothing you can really think about that could be better than having Jesus there with you. But He said there's one thing better than me being with you. He said, I have been with you, but I shall be in you. And the only thing better than being with Jesus is having Jesus on the inside of you. You can see every miracle you want to see. You can see miracles that will blow your mind and say Jesus was there. But when you have him on the inside, I promise you, it's greater, it's more peace, it's more joy, it's more hope than anything you could ever see with your eyes on the outside. Because the Bible said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Not greater is he that is with you. I'm thankful I walk with God, but I'm more thankful that he lives inside of me. I'd rather have him on the inside than anywhere on the outside. If I call, he's there because he lives in me. When you get the Holy Ghost... You get the living creator, the Lord. He, he comes inside of you. That's the most powerful thing you'll ever feel in your life. And I know, home folks, you know what I'm going to say, but just stay with me. Because I promise the people that are here for the first or second time or have never experienced the Holy Ghost, you have to know this right now, that there's nothing out in that world that can compare to the experience of having God get on the inside of you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, I don't care what drug you put in your arm, up your nose, or in your mouth. There is absolutely nothing out there that can take you as high as the power of the Holy Ghost. And I can tell you that. And there are people in this room that can tell you that right now. They've tried the things out there and there's nothing, shut up on top, there's nothing that can compare to receiving the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness in the devil's face? Someone that used to do the drugs now does Jesus and they know I've got the greater thing out. You can look all across this room and there are people all over this room that drank everything you can imagine. And they will tell you when they drank of the living water, when they received the Holy Ghost, there wasn't an alcoholic beverage in this world that could do for them what the Holy Ghost could do. They're in this room right now. I guarantee you there are people all over this building that drank themselves drunk trying to get the problems to go away. But when they woke up, the problems were still there and the headache was there and everything was still trouble. But when they got the Holy Ghost, sure the devil came at them, but they knew I've got something on the inside now that's greater than any drink can give me. I'm not hung over this morning. I'm Holy Ghost filled this morning. I'm not I'm not out of my mind. I'm in my right mind. I have no guilt. I have no shame. I've got the Holy Ghost. 
You can try every relationship in this world. You can go to whoever you want to go to and think they're the answer. And they're going to take their problems away from you. And they complete you. But let me tell you, no human can complete you. The Lord is the only thing that can complete you. He knows the hole inside that heart of yours. Only He can fill it. You can try everything you want. The devil offers everything to everybody 24 hours a day because he's trying to pollute you and torment you and take you to hell and condemn you. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, Jesus said you drink of this water and you're going to thirst again. But he that drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Those desires that you have that you can't seem to control when you get the Holy Ghost, God takes over your body and you feel complete. Do I have anyone that's agreeing with me? Because I'm telling the truth right now that there's nothing out there and there's no one out there that can do for you what the Holy Ghost can do. John 3 verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. Someone say of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Didn't say he couldn't go to church. Didn't say he couldn't preach. Didn't say he couldn't be popular. Didn't say he couldn't be loved. Didn't say he couldn't be spiritual. Said he couldn't enter the kingdom. That's pretty important. Romans chapter 8 verse number 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In other words, it's more important that you get the Holy Ghost when you get that spirit. It's more important than anything you'll do in this world. You can get any job you want to. You can get any promotion you want. You can have any child you want, have any relationship you want, have any house you want, drive any car you want. It's not as important as you get the Holy Ghost in this altar today because you're going to go to heaven and you're, or you're going to go to hell and you're going to go there forever one day. So your car's not going to matter. Your pad's not going to matter. How many friends you had on Facebook's not going to matter. How much money's in your your cow's not going to matter. It's all going to burn, in fact. But there's coming a day when you're going to be either in heaven or you're going to be in hell forever. And what's going to matter is have you been born of the water and have you been born of the Spirit? Don't get bored with this apostolic stuff, Palm Bay, because you know if it had not been for the Lord... That Holy Ghost you have is not an accident. It's not God just dropped something. You happen to pick it up somewhere and you found the Lord. You didn't find Jesus. He found you. And that mercy should never get old in my mind. When I think of where I could be right now, as opposed to where I am right now, I have no other reason. Not where I was. Just think about where you could be right now. And look where you are. You're in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You could be in a graveyard. You could be in a prison cell. You could be in an institution. But you are here in your right mind. That's mercy. How do I get this Holy Ghost? Acts 2 verse 4. Let's, let's see how they got the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 10, 44 through 46. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 45. They that circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How do they know? Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. 
Acts chapter 19, verse number 2, verse number 5, and verse number 6, he said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? That's powerful because he's saying if you believe in Jesus, you should be receiving from Jesus. I've said it here before and I'll say it everywhere I go. I don't care if it bores certain people. People need to hear it. If someone can tell you that they do something and you can believe them, that does not make you connected to them. A doctor can tell you he's a doctor and you can believe him. That does not make you his patient. Someone can tell you they're a pilot and that you can believe them. That does not make you your, their passenger. It doesn't matter what they say. I can believe you. I agree with you. That does not make me submitted to you. But he said, if you're believing in the Lord, you should be receiving something from him. And they said to him, hey, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Verse number 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse number 6. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues. What does that mean? That means when you get the Holy Ghost, you will speak. And it will not be your native language that comes out of your mouth. If you speak English, it won't be English. You'll be worshiping and praising God, and it'll come out of your mouth, and it won't be English. That's great. That's the Holy Ghost. In the Bible, when they received it, they all spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, the Spirit was talking through them. God chose your tongue as the proof that you get the Holy Ghost. God chose that tongue. That tongue, the Bible said, is a world of iniquity and full of deadly poison. That word tongue has death in it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can say things and snap and yell and cuss and argue and gossip with that tongue all day long because it's impossible to tame the the Bible said, but when Jesus gives you the Holy Ghost, He takes the one thing you can't control and He starts using it and speaking through it. And you know this is not me. This is something from heaven because I don't feel normal. I don't feel like it's me. I feel peace like I've never felt in my life. I feel joy like I've never felt in my life. It's the greatest miracle you can ever receive was in Indiana a couple weeks ago in this revival and this girl uh, came on a Tuesday night and one of the services and the pastor's kid invited her to church she's 17 years old she comes to church on Tuesday night he invited her he had no idea she was planning on committing suicide Saturday it's Tuesday night he invites her she's deaf 100% deaf in her right ear born deaf and 90% deaf in her left ear and could barely hear anything and she could not take it anymore and so she planned to kill herself she's walking in the hall Tuesday at school he just happens to run into her and ask her to come to church and she figures out what he's saying and so she agrees and she comes to church Tuesday night and she comes to the altar and she raises her hands and God fills her with the Holy Ghost she can't hear a thing but she's speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance and the next night on Wednesday night well, let me back up after she gets the Holy Ghost she goes home Tuesday night and she has a dream she she, she her first service in her life to a Pentecostal church gets the Holy Ghost on Tuesday night goes home and has a dream Tuesday night and in this dream this man is chasing her and the man says to her because you wanted and you got the Holy Ghost I'll make sure you never hear the rest of your life out of your ear and she wakes up Wednesday morning and blood is pouring out of both of her ears she already could not hear out of her right ear and she could barely hear out of her left ear now she can't hear out of her left ear at all except a buzzing sound she's scared 
scared out of her mind, doesn't know what to do. She texts the pastor's son. He said, come to church tonight and we'll pray. She came Wednesday night to the service. And at the end, we called her to the front. There was only about 30 people there. We laid our hands on her. And in less than 10 seconds, both of her ears popped wide open. And she began to hear completely normal. She didn't know about protocol. She didn't know about protocol. She ran up. The guy was playing the piano. And she put her ear. And she was bawling. She, there was a guy playing the saxophone. She ran over. Listened to him and started weeping. She ran to the back where they were having water in the, in the, in the bathroom on the faucet. And she listened to that crying. And she still healed. Two weeks later, both ears here and ready. Here normal. But when we asked her, what was better? Getting your ears or getting the Holy Ghost? She said... The Holy Ghost was way better than getting... That ought to tell you something right there. 17 years and she couldn't hear. And when she did, she said nothing compares to receiving the Holy Ghost. Big hell don't care about you getting the Holy Ghost. The kid, 17 years old, has a devil attacker, and he gets, he gets her hearing the next night. I'd say hell is pretty upset. When you step out of that pew and God fills you with the Holy Ghost today, you're going to know the devil, he's had way too much say in your life, way too much power in your life, way too much authority in your life, and you're going to know that there's a new king in town, and this king is the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords, and he rules heaven, and he rules earth, and heaven is his throne, and earth is his footstool, and he's inside of you, and you've got nothing to fear, because after you receive the Holy Holy Ghost, you get power over the enemy. There's nothing in this world that will compete. I, I guarantee you, nothing can compare to you getting the Holy Ghost. Nothing. Nothing. I promise you, there's nothing out there that can compare to you receiving the Holy Ghost. How do I get it, preacher? I'll tell you, I can't give it to you. Pastor can't give it to you. Bishop can't give it to you, but we can tell you what to do. I guarantee I can tell you what to do, and God will give you the Holy Ghost. The last eight and a half months, if I've got it calculated right, I haven't counted the last couple of weeks, but I think I've seen around 1,330 or 1,340 people get the Holy Ghost here in America. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing it happen, and it's working. Let me tell you what you got to do. Number one, you got to repent of your sins. Making sure everyone hears that. Everybody from the back to the front needs to repent of their sins because it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. Everybody sins. Even Sister Holy that's sitting beside you and looking like she's going straight to heaven while she looks down her nose at you. She sinned. She's looking down her nose at you to say, you know, you sin too, girl. I uh... one person at one time I literally called them out looking down the nose at someone that wasn't as holy as they were I told the visitor scoot away from them you don't want to die when God kills that person sorry I'm real no one in this building is perfect
Some of you don't want to clap your hands like you are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you. That means me. That means your neighbor. So don't let the devil get in your head and tell you you've arrived. Because until we are in heaven and not in Palm Bay, we have not arrived. But everybody in this building can arrive if we get our heads on straight. And so I want to be saved and I want my neighbor to be saved. I don't care if I've been in church 70 years and she's been in church 7 minutes. So, it's just the truth. So... You gotta repent of your sins. What's that mean? You gotta tell the Lord you're sorry for what you did wrong. I've gotta tell God sorry for me. It would make no sense for me to do all these sins and look over at Bishop and say, Bishop, can you repent for all the sins that I did wrong? He didn't do my sins. You didn't commit my sins. It makes no sense for you to repent for me. It makes no sense for me to say, Lord, they did a bunch of things wrong. And I repent for them, even though they don't want to repent for themselves. Okay? You got to repent. Number two, you have to want the Holy Ghost. What are you saying? If you're bored right now, when you come to pray for the Holy Ghost, don't be bored. Because God can tell when you want Him and when you don't want Him. What do you mean? God can tell when you truly want the Holy Ghost and when you're just like, well, let's get this over with. That goes for any miracle you need. God can tell when you come to the altar and you're sincere and God can tell when you come to the altar because the preacher said come to the altar. So desire is huge. If you don't want the Holy Ghost and everyone on your pew wants it, God will fill all of them right in front of you. Jump right over you and go to the next pew and start filling other people. Because he's not going to break the doors down. He knows when I don't want him or not. So that's all on you. It's all on me when it comes to desire. Number three, focus. Your mind has to be on the Lord when you're praying for the Holy Ghost. Not who's praying for you. Not what game's on today. Not what you're going to do at work tomorrow. Not what bill is due. Not what you're going to buy for Christmas. When you are praying for the Holy Ghost, your mind is on it would make no sense for me to be talking to someone about something that I need and not be paying attention to the person that can give me the answer. Pastor, that's something that I need and I come up for it and he's telling me what to do and I can feel him near me. It would make no sense for me to be thinking about something over here at Walmart. So my mind is on the Lord. Number four, you have to have faith that you're going to receive it today. Well, I feel it on me. You have to have faith that you're going to receive the Holy Ghost today. Not tonight. Not next Sunday. But when this altar call happens, after we repent of our sins, when they pray, and I start to pray for the Holy God's going to fill me today with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you can't please God without faith. He that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, the Bible said. Number five, you have to worship for the Holy Ghost. 
What does that mean? It means you have to tell the Lord, I love you. I worship you. Hallelujah. That means I give everything to Jehovah. It's the highest praise you can give God. And so when you give God praise, the Bible says he inhabits the praise he lives in, he moves in, he steps in, he dwells in the praise of his people. So it's impossible to really praise God and God not be here. And so when you start giving him the highest praise, he moves in the room. And he, when he start worshiping him with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, and you're giving God everything, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And when he, when you start to feel it on you, you can tell it's not making sense. Don't sit there and cold it, hold it back and say, no, that doesn't sound right. You let that go because he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. I have never, in the last eight and a half, nine months, I have never preached this message where multiple people did not get the Holy Ghost. It's not because I'm preaching. Because if you will do what the Word of God says to do, and do your best, God will do what you can't do, and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Last Sunday, I saw 27 people get the Holy Ghost in a church much smaller than this. And the Sunday before that, 31 got the Holy Ghost in a place smaller than this. I know that's not about the numbers, but I'm telling you, if you want it, God can give you the Holy Ghost today. Are you ready? Let's all stand right now. We're not dismissed. Can you all do me a favor? Can you look to all four people around you right now and ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost by speaking in tongues yet? Can you do that for me, please? Could you all do that? And could you answer the question? Could you look around, please, and ask your neighbor, have you, have you spoken in tongues? If they said no, tell them today's the day. If you said yes, but you know it's been a long time, Maybe you haven't been going to church like you should and living like you should. You need to get the Holy Ghost again today. Because there's nothing more important than you going to heaven. Are you ready? I'll preach better tonight. I'm sorry I bored some of you guys with this Holy Ghost stuff and God filling people and changing the world. I'm playing. All right. Altar workers, could you please come down to the front, please, right now? So everyone knows here's what's going to happen. Pastor, I forgot to ask you, but can you do the repentance prayer for... Altar workers, could you come down to the front right now, please? Thank you. In just a minute, so there's no tricks, everyone knows what's going to happen, okay? Here's what's going to happen. Altar workers are coming down to the front right now. These people have been trained to pray for people who need the Holy Ghost. And here's what we're all going to do in a minute. We're all going to come down that needs the Holy Ghost. People are going to, we're going to bring, if you ask someone they said no or it's been a long time, it's your job to bring them down in just a moment when I say to. And bring them down to pray for the Holy Ghost. And pastor is going to pray a prayer of repentance. Because we're all going to repent, remember? Repent. Desire the Holy Ghost. Focus on the Lord. Have faith you're going to get it. And worship. And after pastor repents, and I repent for me and you repent for you, if you don't know how to repent, you can pray with pastor praise, but pray from your heart, not your head. What do you mean? It means mean it when you pray it. And after he repents, I will pray a prayer of faith. And when I am done, I will say shout hallelujah. That's the key. 
You shout it with all your heart and you start worshiping God. And when it's not, some of you will start speaking in tongues instantly as God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Others, you just keep praying. Sooner or later, it's going to come. And when it comes, don't speak English. If, it's, if you're hearing the Lord's crazy stuff coming, don't be trying to control it. Just let it go. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? All right. If they have not received the Holy Ghost, it's been a long time since they have, would you do me a favor and help me and bring them down to the front right now? If you need the Holy Ghost, would you come down to the front right now? We'll wait. There's one already starting to move. Awesome. Praise God. Once one moves, the rest that need it will follow. Here we go. Two, three, several are starting to move. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Coming from the back. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. There's more coming. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's more coming right now the aisle. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. Altar workers, make sure we get some of people around. <laughs> Awesome. Come on. More are coming. Hallelujah. Awesome. Anybody else? Front and the back. Anybody else? More coming. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What are you, why are you holding up, preacher? Because you're not going to go to hell on my watch. Heart attacks happen, car wrecks happen, people die in their sleep every day. My dad, last week, my dad, is, my dad choked on a piece of meat in a restaurant. 2,500 people die uh, every year from this. He choked on a bite of steak, and, and the fourth time doing the Heimlich didn't work. And he, he told me he thought it was, it was over. They tried it finally. Well, the guy just squeezed and just crushed my dad's ribs. And uh, it's been a couple weeks now. I can barely move still. But God saved his life. Thank the Lord. And, uh, but 2,500 people die like that. You just don't know. You just don't know. And I'm not taking a chance on going to hell. Period. And if this is a Sunday morning, what better opportunity than to get the Holy Ghost in the presence of God? What better opportunity than right here, right now? Born of the water, born of the Spirit. Anybody else? Is there any kids that need the Holy Ghost? Are there any kids that need the Holy Ghost? Yes? Is it and you kissing? If you need the Holy Ghost, would you raise your hands, guys? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, can you can they come forward? Okay, can you guys come right up here? Can you, if you need the Holy Ghost, can you come right up here? Hey, that's awesome. They're not afraid. Don't be afraid either. Awesome. Okay, now some of you that are home folks, can you come behind them and help me out here so that they're not by themselves? We have several people in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, <laughs> please. You want me to beg you? <laughs> come on. There we go. Let's get behind him. Yes. We know, we know what to do here, right? We know what we're doing. We've done this a hundred times and God fills them with the Holy Ghost every time. Now, if you're in the audience, if you've got the Holy Ghost... We need you to help us worship the Lord. One mind, one accord. Two weeks ago in the service, I never saw it happen faster. 
within 10 seconds, I think 10 or 15 people got the Holy Ghost. And that was because everybody in the building had their hands raised and was worshiping God. Everybody did. And God filled them. Boom, boom, boom. The next week was a lot slower because people were watching. But when everyone's in one mind and one accord. So if you've got the Holy Ghost, thank the Lord you got it, but help them pray too, remember? All right, we're getting ready to repent of our sins. And everybody in the building, please, let's repent together. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We recognize that we need you as a Savior. That we are lost without you, Lord. That we are sinners and that we need your help. We believe that by the blood that was shed on Calvary, that your word is correct. That we can ask of you, Lord, to forgive us of every sin. And that you hear our cry and you hear our prayer. Regardless of our age, regardless if it's a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. It is not your will that any would be lost. And so today, O oh God, we stand in your presence. And we ask for the anointing power of the Holy Ghost. We believe, God, that you can forgive us of every sin. And we confess our sins unto you, Lord. And we ask you, God, to forgive us of every thought. Forgive us of every action. Forgive us, Lord, of every word that has been spoken that was against you. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse our heart, O oh Lord. Wash us as white as snow. We believe, God, that you are willing and that, God, you are able, hallelujah, right now to forgive every single person that would call upon your name in this building today by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Forgive us, O oh Lord, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Cleanse us with your blood in the name of Jesus Christ by the authority of your word. While we were praying, one already received the Holy Ghost over there, Brother Spencer. Two's received the Holy Ghost already. Everyone raise your hands. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Everybody shout hallelujah. Three.